0: Crosby is the best hockey player on the planet, and man, did he nail that point home again for the 87 millionth time here on Long Island last night. Good morning to you. I'm Dejan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Penguins. Comes your way bright and early every weekday morning if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer up Daily Shots of Steelers and Pirates right where you found this penguins 5 Islanders 4 Wow as a certain great man back home is fond of saying you had to be here to believe it the atmosphere was nowhere near what it had been in this old barn in 2019 But then the game just kept giving and giving and giving. And it didn't matter what anyone's reaction to it was. Uh, One of the better sporting events I've covered in quite some time. And it doesn't end up the way it did, if not for the best player on the planet. Because after the Penguins had taken that 5 4 lead on the Brandon Tanev rebound that he whacked out of the air just below the crossbar to make sure that it's legal, the Islanders kept coming as they've done through this whole series. And Tristan Jari kicked out a rebound right onto Brock Nelson's stick from point-blank range. Jari was meat. He had no chance at stopping this shot that Nelson, who might have the best set of mitts on the New York roster, was about to bury. All except for one thing. The captain of the hockey team, the visitors, went diving to get his stick blade out to deflect the puck up and out of play. Sidney Crosby's never won a Selkie Trophy. He might never win one because that's one of those awards that A, is kind of a reputation thing, and B, you got to do a lot of penalty killing for real. But he remains, and I don't want to say he's become because it's he became this a long time ago, he remains one of the NHL's smartest, most accomplished, most dynamic, most dedicated defensive forwards anywhere. And you know why he's that? He's not that to try to win the Selkie. I'm sure he'd be really flattered and everything if he won it, Don't get me wrong. But that's not his objective. His objective is just what do I have to do for my team to win the game? Serial winner, serial winner. That's what Mike Babcock called him a few years ago in Sochi when he was captaining Team Canada, when he was the only choice, the only possible choice to be the captain of that superstar-loaded lineup because the people running that team knew the same thing that you know in watching this team. And that's there's one player who is committed to a single goal first and foremost. And that is to win the game that he's currently playing. However it is that that happens to occur. He's not the only one. The team played tremendously uh, against an opponent that was not only... uh, Rough and tough, but was allowed to be rough and tough by the nature of the officiating. But he was the one that made the game saving play. Not a goal, not an assist, nothing of the kind at the other end of the rink. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by Fubo TV. Monthly cost of cables over 200 bucks. Fubo TV is just 65 bucks a month to watch all the same channels including AT&T SportsNet Pittsburgh. And right now, for listening to this show, you can get 15% off your first month by going to fubotv.com/dk. There's no catch to any of this. There's no contracts. You can cancel anytime. Go to fubotv.com/dk to get 15% off your first month. Two nights ago in Edmonton, Alberta, the Winnipeg Jets and the Edmonton Oilers met in game one of their Stanley Cup playoff series. The Winnipeg lineup did not include Nikolai Ehlers nor Pierre-Luc Dubois, two of their better forwards. And the Jets won the game four to one. And Connor McDavid had zero points. Connor McDavid, who's won. Zero things in the NHL. Had one nice playoff run and didn't win. Had a bunch of years where he didn't make the playoffs at all. Just came off a regular season in which he was producing points seemingly at will, a lot of them against the Ottawa Senators and whoever else among the many leaky teams in the Canadian division. and seemed really, really motivated by that. You know what? Good. Go nuts. Go nuts. You've got your Hart Trophy, maybe, because you made the playoffs and you'll be eligible for it. You've got your Art Ross Trophy for sure for winning the scoring title. Great. Great. And you'll be paid into oblivion forever and ever, even if you stay there in Edmonton and never win. There's always a a, a tough line between the superstar creating the winning or the superstar being prevented from winning by the team. I go back to Mario Lemieux's arrival in Pittsburgh, the worst hockey team you've ever seen, the worst hockey team, the 1983-84 Penguins. Sixteen fifty-eight and 6. I can still rattle off the record off the top of my head. He didn't refuse to come here. He didn't uh, bemoan his bad luck. He just kept making the team better. He just kept finding a way to elevate those around him. And it took five full years just to get into the playoffs. But then greatness started to follow him as other great players came. And he, too, found a way to start playing in the other zone and doing all the things that were required for those Penguins to win the championships that they did in 91 and in 92. Remember the one nothing win over the Blackhawks in Game 3? That's what I'm talking about. They did it any way you wanted. These Penguins are looking, what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, Tough? Is tough an okay word here? I mean, I used it in a negative sense kind of just now as it relates to the Islanders, but yeah, tough. They're tough. I asked Jeff Carter, he's the new guy on the block, I asked him here last night about that toughness. Jeff, you're still fairly new to this team. How tough is this group of Pittsburgh Penguins? Because most people don't think of the Penguins as a tough team. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think you look at our roster, the way it's built, uh, you, you probably wouldn't think that. But uh, um, there's a lot of different ways in this league to be, to be a tough player. And uh, it's a resilient group. Uh, they don't back down from anybody. Um, and they stick up for each other. They stick up for their teammates. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's nice to see. It's fun to see. He's right, but it starts, it starts with one player. And please, please, don't ever insult anyone in Pittsburgh, across Canada, across the United States, or anywhere by suggesting that Connor McDavid is the best player in the world. Because the last time I checked, the objective of a full National Hockey League season, the ultimate objective, is to win the Stanley Cup. One of these players has won three of them. The other has won zero. And we see, even now, as age becomes an issue and the disparity seems more significant, that there's still only one of them doing all the things that are required to achieve that winning. When we come back, just one question. back it's time for just one question and that's always brought to you on this program by the good people at the greater pittsburgh community food bank where their mission is to help all of our neighbors in need across western pennsylvania their mission involves you helping as well of course visit pittsburghfoodbank.org to find out how you can to find out how one dollar is all it takes to provide five full meals for those in need. PittsburghFoodBank.org. Question comes from Joseph in New York, who says, Jeff Carter is this year's playoff run Phil Kessel. Let's hope I can still say this several weeks down the line when he's in the Conn Smythe conversation. Too soon? Yeah, Joe, it's too soon for Conn Smythe anything. Although I did... Playfully note in my previous column earlier in the week on DK Pittsburgh Sports that all of my con Smythe votes would currently go to Chris Letang, and he certainly didn't do anything here last night to change that. Uh, if anything, he only bolstered it. He has been Pittsburgh's best player. Jeff Carter. Can I say something that's going to tick some people off? I'm getting the sense... From fans that they want to turn him into some kind of like Kessel type meme generated cool thing and I don't really know that he fits it is certainly not the Kessel thing if you really want to go for a a Jeff Carter meme or a comparable you know who I've got for you and even this doesn't really work like that he'd be like a right-handed Gary Roberts you know Although Roberts had way more of the whole tough guy. They had that real deep voice and everything and just looked like he could just stick his barrel chest out at somebody and scare them. Carter's not that. Carter's just unbleeping, flappable. The guy gets the puck on his stick and it's just, oh, look, there's a spot. I think I'll crush that spot. And then he does it. His emotions that he showed after the the power play goal, the one that came on the, the outstanding pass by Evgeny Malkin that Carter would acknowledge he didn't even expect to be coming. He said, I was just going to the net. And that's that's what great players can do. They can get you passes like that. But he looks up, he sees short side on Semyon Varlamov and just nails it again. Um He's a heck of a hockey player, man. And I I, can I do a told you so, too, as long as I'm making you mad? But I did. I heard this Patrick Marlowe stuff and whatever. The day they got him, I told you, this is Jeff Carter. This isn't the same thing. This guy can still go. He can still move. Why did he have eight goals in 40 games in L.A.? Not my problem. He wasn't playing at center. He was on the wing. He was mostly on the third line. Why? Not my problem. That's the Kings' problem. Here, he's been a fit and a half. Did you know that he now has, if you count up regular season and playoffs, he's got 12 goals in 17 games since coming to Pittsburgh. He had eight goals in 40 games for the Kings. So, yeah, he's – it's like I was joking last night – during the third period, I looked over at uh, Dave Molinari, our beat writer at DK Pittsburgh Sports, and I said, how many times is Carter going to have to win this game? You know, <laughs> <And> eventually, <laughs> Brandon Tanev had to be the one to win it. What a find. What a thing, huh? And you talk about center depth before I let you go today. Center depth. We're talking about Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin. Jeff Carter, your third line, and Teddy Bluger on your fourth. Do not omit him. He'd know he doesn't belong in the conversation in general with the other three. But when you're talking about center depth and you're talking about the type of hockey that Teddy plays, he'd very much, very much belong. It's a, it's a good hockey team, everybody. It is. It's a good hockey team. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. This might go on for quite some time, you know? I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. Um, If you're really nice and you uh, go to DK Pittsburgh Sports and subscribe to our site and I see that I get a handful of people replying to this and subscribing to our website, put it in comments underneath where you find this podcast. Maybe we'll talk about doing some special shows over the weekend as well. Come on, you can do that. We're cheap. Just come come to DK Sports Sports. <laughs>